0: An unearthly hello to my fellow horror enthusiasts. Welcome to the Writers of Horror Podcast. The Writers of Horror is a community for creatives, a place to connect with other enthusiasts, and a place to elevate your writing. Find out more at writersofhorror.org. I'm Julie Heiner. I will be your host today. I'm an independently published author of heavy metal crime and horror and inspirational nonfiction. My co-host, Daniel Wilcox, an internationally best-selling author and award-winning podcaster of dark fiction, will appear on future episodes. You can find out more about both of us at Writers of Horror or on our respective websites, which will be in the show notes. Today, I am thrilled to have in my clutches The 7th Terrace, an amazing publication house comprised of Sarah L. Pratt and Robert Bose. Welcome, Sarah. Welcome, Rob. Hey. I'm going to start with a little introduction of each of these amazing people. Sarah L. Pratt, half of The 7th Terrace is a curly-haired gladiator, ultra-marathoner, literary events wrangler, and queer fictioneer. Her stories have appeared in many, many places, just to name a few. Year's Best Hardcore Horror, Volume 2 by Red Room Press, the Bram Stoker Award-nominated Dark Visions, One by Grey Matter Press, Twisted Book of Shadows by Haverhill Press and on Spec Magazine. She is also the author of Suicide Stitch, 11 Tales, and the blasphemous apocalyptic thriller Infractus. Now turning to Rob. Rob is the other half of the 7th Terrace. He grew up on a farm in southern Alberta, spending every free moment reading whatever pulp and dark fiction he could get his dirty hands on. He is also the author of many, many stories, including a few Well Hung in the Fuckening by Sci-Fi Lampoon, Corn Dogs in Home for the Holidays by Teich Books, Meet or Be Meaten on Chew on This by Bloodbound Books, And Hammers Stained Red in Prairie Gothic by Prairie Soul Press. He is also the author of the fiendish collection Fishing with the Devil. And when not writing, editing, publishing, and running unfathomable long ultramarathons, he spends his time pestering his troublesome children and working as a software architect. So... As you can see, these two have a lot going on. They are both accomplished authors. They play many roles in their lives. They run extreme distances up mountains, and they co-run The Seventh Terrace, a stellar small press that has pumped out an extraordinary number of literary delights. So what I'm going to do is just start with a little focus on The Seventh Terrace, and I'll ask you, Sarah and Rob, how long has The Seventh Terrace been alive, and how did it come about.
1: Rob kind of dragged me into this, so I'm going to let you, uh, give, give I'm going to let you give the history of the seventh terrace. Should
2: sure. You? I can give the history. The I think we've been around for about five years now. Does that sound about right?
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. So we, uh, I got into publishing with, uh, Coffin Hot Press with, uh, Axel Howerton back. That's probably like, I don't know, eight years ago, I think eight or nine years ago. Uh, We were, uh, a bunch of us were in an anthology that he had put out um, because he had started the company like way back and uh, doing mostly crime, but he had done this AB negative book like back in around 2015 or something like that. And uh, I I had a story in that. So I met him and we hit it off. And over time, he said, well, do you want to get together and do some actual more stuff on Coffin Hop?" So we we did and we started putting books out and we got Sarah to do all of our editing for us, which was great. And then when Coffin Hop kind of wound down, we thought Sarah and I had had such, such a fun time doing stuff. We decided to start our own and uh, kind of sprung from the ashes of that, made our own and kind of constant. Stick. Coffin Hop is more crime, but we decided that we, would, we wanted to do horror. So horror and weird and anything that we liked. And, uh, yeah, so even so.
0: though even though you were kicking you were drug in kicking and streaming Sarah or kicking yeah. and screaming not streaming uh you clearly enjoyed this process if you agreed to go in further this as the seventh terrace
1: yeah yeah well we had talked about it I was doing Coffin Hop published my novel and um shortly thereafter they asked me to edit an anthology for them and then I started working on some more projects with Rob through Coffin Hop and Every now and again, we'd be like, wouldn't it be, wouldn't it be crazy if we started our own thing? Because we were both horror fans and Coffin wasn't uh, publishing so much of that, but we really loved horror and dark, weird stories. And so now um, yeah, when Coffin kind of wasn't doing too much anymore, we decided like, you know, well, let's give this a shot. And we came out with our first, our first book in, in 2018. Wow. And uh, I had so much fun doing it. It really should be illegal. Right? Yeah. It might be somewhere.
0: (laughs) It might be. Well, and an observation, it's kind of fun that you you're encompassing horror, but it doesn't prevent you from incorporating crime stories, because a lot of times crime stories do kind of teeter in both or, or stretch their fingers into
1: both worlds. So I'm sure you've done kind of stories or books that that do have elements of both. Well, horror is an experience and an emotion first and foremost. So it can be found in just about any genre uh, of story. So we're not, uh, we're not too prescriptive on, well, it has to have monsters, or it has to have supernatural. It's just, if it makes us go, oh, then it's, uh, it's likely to be something we're we're interested in. Right. Yeah. Our, and sorry, go ahead, Rob.
2: One of our first books was uh, End of the Loop from Brent Nichols, which was a, a, a really fun crime, dark crime, devolving mind kind of book. And and uh, we still love it. And, and
0: uh... yeah, I, I I do remember going to the online launch for that one. That one was launched, I believe, when things were still more in the virtual world. And uh, yeah, I actually, it's a it's a great book. It's a great book. I'm going to turn our attention right now, though, to one of your newest releases, the uh, Penitence Gold. It is Terrace 5, Penitence Gold. I believe it was uh, launched last November online, but you did have a Lupercalia party last February. This book is part of a series from which Terrace 7 and 6 have already been launched. Each terrace represents a level of purgatory, and the stories within are themed according to one of the deadly sins. So, Whoever wants to go first, I would love to hear from each of you. Uh, uh, tell us about this series, how the idea was birthed, and share some details about the latest installment. And somebody has to explain this Lubricalia party, right?
1: Oh, talk about the Purgatorio? I, I don't even know if I remember. Like, it, it started just with these stories we just like sort of make up with each other for fun about this imagined purgatory where mostly populated by animals actually <laughs> which is where our mascot Gary came from he's the penguin in the top mm-hmm. hat and he's um uh and so we imagined this tower of purgatory sort of like as a condo complex for the residents and Gary is like the uh the like the tenants association president and uh and so when we were talking about the seventh terrace as a public uh, as a publishing company we thought we'd first just sort of co-write this book together and so it's a collection of stories that we call a curio because it's got all kinds of odds and ends and weird things in it stories and comics and poems and um even like a little newspaper about the purgatory towers uh tenants association everything everyone in there is up to and um so we decided we wanted to do this series of curios and each one would be based on a level of the tower of purgatory and so the first book was we decided to start at the top because why not which is the seventh terrace and that's uh, the deadly sin correspondent with that is lust so we wrote all these stories around the theme of lust and we wrote stories on our own and we co-wrote um one or two stories, I think, in, in that book. And uh, that got uh, an amazing artist uh, named Aaron Balachak to do a cover. We wanted it to look like a, a religious text of some kind, and he did an amazing job on that. And, and so each volume is sort of like, they almost look like all these little Bibles all together. And each of them are just themed stories to a, you know, to the to a level of, of the tower.
0: Yeah, I do. I have all these books, and I'll make sure this link is provided. They do. They feel a certain way. They look a certain way, and exactly what you just said, Sarah. That's what comes across to the reader. Um, so, Rob, what what is your take on this uh, purgatory series? Do you have any comments to add? It
2: was really fun, actually. Well, the first one was a lot of fun, just but we had to do all the work, and we're and like, we had oh. no
1: idea what we were doing. Really, we thought we did because we'd edited anthologies before, but. <laughs> It was a lot of learn as you go.
2: <laughs> yeah, but, we, but we'd actually, we did it. And then after the, we did the first one, we we're like, you know what? That was a lot of fun. It meant a lot of work. I think we should invite our people we know and uh, and try to find some people that we we, we either know or we like, like to know. And so we kind of reached out to a few of our friends and including Julie to write a story for the second one, which was called uh, Forbidden Fruit, which was the, which was uh, the Gluttony one?
1: Yes, the gluttony.
2: Gluttony yeah. one, yes. And, and it turned out.
1: Wrote a disgusting story for it's us it's... that actually made me hurt a little bit in my mouth. <laughs> well, and this but will be the perfect can... time for me just to mention that um,
0: I, I'm a huge admirer of this duo here, The Seventh Terrace, because when they did approach me to write the story, I was very new at submitting stories to anthologies. I think I'd only done one at that point, really. and I'll tell you the way that these two work with authors it is an extremely constructive experience, but you will learn and you will get better. And I was absolutely delighted how how all of those stories turned out in the gluttony. I remember the launch and I remember reading all of them and just thinking, wow, this is amazing um Rob, sorry, you were going to say another thing about the gluttony, I think
2: the yeah, so gluttony yeah so we we didn't want to just like like Sarah said it's it's a bit of a curio so we have all kinds of other things in it aside from stories. Yeah. And the second one that the forbidden fruit was all about uh, food and drinking and things. So we actually had like recipes.
0: Oh yeah. Oh, right. That's (laughs) right. Yeah.
1: Every author had to submit a recipe with their story. It was brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Each of the, each of the books has kind of like, there's the, there's the central theme of the, whatever the deadly sin is, but it's also kind of like wrapped in a concept And we were just starting out with the first one. So the concept really was the Tower of Purgatory and everyone who lives in it um, and and what's going on in their lives and all the fun little social events and little building notices and things going on um, that we sort of interspersed between the stories. And then uh, for the second one, we're like, well, let's just keep on with that. And so the theme was it was the gluttony level. So on Terra 6, the gluttons are trying to uh, raise funds to um, improve their feasting facilities and we had been talking over the past while about like all these literary kickstarters where they raise a whole bunch of money and then they can't get their shit together and so you get like updates sometimes for years you know talking about like why things aren't proceeding according to progress and you know oh my grandparents died three times and uh you know i had to you know i lost my label printer my label printer was broken so we're trying to we're doing another kickstarter to buy a new label printer so we can ship out all these books that we have totally uh, put together and have ready. Uh, So we thought, well, what if the the gluttons were doing a Kickstarter to like crowdfunding uh, to to produce this cookbook that's gonna raise money for their, their feasting facilities. So in between each story, including yours, is like a Kickstarter like production update of this like horrible story that just gets worse and worse and worse, this poor overweight shark um, that's been put in charge of this project uh, so like every update is just like his his life falling ever more into shambles uh, until the end of the book.
0: Yeah and I love all the bits between the stories in all of the books and so I actually after reading the stories I go through and I read the bits again I mean if you guys, if, if people listening haven't read this, you really have to, they're quite unique creations. Uh, before we move on from uh, these levels of purgatory, um, one of you has to tell us about the Lupercalia party.
1: Oh, Lupercalia. Yeah. So um, like all good little pagans, we, we love celebrating these things. And Lupercalia coincides roughly with what is now known as Valentine's Day, but it's an ancient Roman fertility festival um sort of based on the idea that Remus and Romulus the brothers that were like raised by a she-wolf um went on to found the like the city of Rome right so uh but it involves things like slaughtering goats cutting off their skin and then like the guys run around with little strips of bloody goat skin um oh and everyone's naked too of course uh like and so the guys run out with these little shreds of goat skin like whipping the ladies and it's all supposed to result in just tons of fat babies in nine months or so. And so your,
0: your version of the party, people weren't running around naked, but. (laughs) Well, they
1: had the option. Oh, they did. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. But the funny thing is like, we were thinking like, Oh, this party is going to be racy and, uh, you know, kind of edgy and very adult. But the problem is where we were having it was in this like arts incubator building where they were having this very PG, family-friendly Valentine's Day <laughs> showcase. So we had all these little children <laughs> running through the room all night. It was actually perfect. It was really funny.
2: And yeah, they what cleared out pretty fast. People started reading from their stories.
1: Yeah. They
0: did. They did. and It was probably a good thing. So let's move on. We could talk about the seven levels of purgatory all day with you two, but let's move on to Hell Hath No Sorrow Like a Woman Haunted, a collection of stories by R.J. Joseph. It was released by the Seventh Terrace recently, I believe last spring or summer, and is currently a Bram Stoker nominee for superior achievement in a fiction collection. So, uh, Rob, did you want to start, maybe tell us a little bit about this collection and about the process of finding the right author to work with?
2: Yeah, so we, uh, it, the last last couple of years, especially, we've been uh, doing an open call in the summer for our projects for the next year. And uh, we had done a great, we had a great one the year before, um, Haley Piper, um, her book, her collection, which also got a, a, a Stoker nom for the novella in it. And uh, we loved that so much. We decided, yeah, you know what? Let's open it up and let's just see what we get for novellas and, and collections and, and things like that. And uh, we, got, we read quite a few, actually. Probably, mm-hmm. I don't know, 40 or 50. And, uh, and then Sarah's like, nope, this is the one.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so. It was kind of funny because buy- we're like, well... You know, we really want to do a novel or a novella and like short story it's going to be a really hard sell because we just did a short story collection so we're really wanting to look at novellas and novels but then Rhonda's RJ Joseph her manuscript came across and I read the first story and I'm like hmm. okay if, if all the stories are even close to this good this is the one a hundred percent yeah
0: um now it was the artwork I thought perhaps you had a bit of a challenge finding the right artwork for this book is that true and if so do you want to tell us about that process
1: it was really important to both of us to we we wanted the right cover for this collection because it is a collection about the experiences of black women in horrific situations and circumstances Mm. um so because of that we we thought like oh let's get a black woman to design the cover this would be so great Um, but unfortunately our budget didn't allow for that um, to hire a professional artist as with a lot of small presses Uh, presses are you know we have a certain amount of money we can spend on the production of the book and we also want to pay the author in advance Um, so what we ended up doing is going on to one of like the stock photo websites. And we found this design that was designed for our Black Lives Matter poster. Mm. And it was just perfect. It captured the feeling of the book. It's just sort of like this silhouette of a woman with sort of like gray, sort of dark smoke and fog coming off out of her head. Oh. Yes. Yes. And so I showed that to Rob. I said, what do you think of this? I think it's such a powerful image. And he loved it. And uh, he took mm-hmm. it from there and created a absolutely stunning cover. We've had so much love mm-hmm. for this cover. It's beautiful. Rob, you you have done that a number of times, have you not, where
0: you've created the covers for some of the books?
2: Uh, a few. Yeah. Um, if, I, if I if I can, I do. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a challenging process. I mean, and I... I I agree with you how that turned out. I have my copy here and and it's just beautiful. Again, we will provide links because I encourage you to dig into this collection. And Rob actually already mentioned it. I I wanted to ask the next question about The Unfortunate Elements of My Anatomy, a collection by Haley Piper. Um, And as Rob mentioned, the novella recitation of The First Feeding was nominated for Bram Stoker, originally published by The Seventh Terrace in The Unfortunate Elements Collection. This is a love twisted into horrific shapes, nightmares driven by cruel music, a world where what little light remains fractures the sky into midnight rainbows in 18 stories tracing the dark veins of queer horror, isolation and the monstrous feminine. So, Rob, why don't you tell us about the artwork on this one? Because as far as I understand, you worked with a local artist, Janice Blaine. And how did you find her? What was it like working with her?
2: Well, it's well, we've known her for a long, like Sarah and I have known her for a long time, but uh, how it came up is that we were trying to think of a, a, a cover up concept for this book. And uh, Sarah really loved the idea of uh, kind of the green lady from
1: mm. from
2: the old story. And uh, I was thinking about it and thinking who paints like that? Yeah. And then we I had a, I had a book in my collection, The Green Man, which is an old, uh, I think it's an old edge book from probably like 15 years ago, or 10, 15 years ago that had like a green man cover, like a, a beautiful painting of the green man. And I'm like, Oh, we, we need, we need to find this author. Cause I hadn't talked to Janice for a long time. And, uh, and we sent her a note saying, Hey, would you like to do the a cover for us? And this is kind of what we're looking for. And uh, she's like, yes, for sure. Right. So mm-hmm. I know that she worked pretty closely with uh, Sarah on it to uh, get that image that we really wanted. And, uh,
1: yeah. So mm-hmm. huge shout out to Janice Blaine. She is phenomenal. Um, if you are looking for an artist to do like original illustration for your cover, she is wonderful. Not only is she so talented, she is amazing to work with too.
0: Yeah. 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 I, I think it turned out beautifully. Um, is there something, tell us, one of you tell us, or both of you tell us, what do you love most about the collection of stories?
2: They're uh... They're nasty actually.
1: <laughs> a specific collection or collections in general.
0: I mean like Haley's collection was there Haley? something about oh. it that you know and
1: and more than one thing perhaps but what so what Haley's... about this
0: collection do you love?
1: Yeah Haley is huge right now. Um, she I mean she was getting well known but it was really just such a great moment of timing mm. um because we were just this tiny brand new press. Um, and so fortunate that she sent us her manuscript. And it was such an honor to publish it because her writing is so unique. She's got Mm -hmm. such a strong imaginative voice and she manages to produce such extreme emotion in her stories without, um, without a lot of, like she doesn't write really a lot of splatter or anything like that. Like the stories are just this slow burn and by the end of it it's just like you have a stomach ache you don't know what to do you like you don't you never want to sleep again because you're going to be seeing these images in your head when you close your eyes yeah yeah it's definitely
0: i have dug into that one as well and it's just absolutely beautiful writing but i do agree the the images and the feelings are just like rob said there is a nasty trickle in there for sure um one more question about your seventh terrace. Um, do you have any planned upcoming releases that you can share with us at this time? Oh, yes. Rob, do you want to take
2: this one? Sure. Well, I'll, I'll talk about one and you can talk about the other. How does that sound? So we have two coming up. Actually we have three books coming up, but two that are coming up in the summer. Um, the first one is uh, we published at, in when we were at Coffin Hop, we published uh, a book called Sleeping Underwater from uh, Ryan States, and it's a, 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 it's a 1980s queer detective supernatural story. It's awesome. It's 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 a book. It's a big one, and it's good. And, and uh, Sir and I worked on it for a long time, and but he sent us a sequel, a novella. Mm. So it's called uh, Someone Else's Story, and it's it's going to be really good. It's going to come out, I think, in July.
0: Oh, wow. You guys are just crushing it one after the other. Uh,
1: And Sarah, there's another one you can mention as well. The other one is called 30 to 50 Feral Hogs by Dana Ingram, who is a fellow living in Kentucky where they apparently have a rather devastating feral hog problem. (laughs) And so he wrote this short novel about this disgraced MMA fighter who ends up fleeing to this little mountain town where she's just gonna bury herself and her demons and she does all this by going out at night and bare knuckle fighting feral hogs but then a huge storm blows in and everyone in town goes missing they're all vanished and the feral hogs are somehow behind this because everyone knows pigs are very smart and these pigs are extra smart well, even it just the insane.
0: title of that is just if you
1: don't want to read that <laughs> then you are not a horror lover it is insane it yeah. is such a romp it's it's got like scariness but it's also just like so absurd and over the top it is such a fun fun read
2: wow yeah. and janice is doing janice is actually doing the cover for oh. someone else's story and tom bagley local musician artist that we totally love. He's done covers for lots of other books in the old coffin hop days uh, is doing the one is doing his, he's already done the cover for, uh, for hogs. And uh, we'll be doing a cover reveal, I think on Friday. It's this awesome.
1: Friday. It's,
2: yeah. it's amazing.
1: Oh,
0: wow. Okay. Perfect. Because this, by the time this is posted, that will be out. So we can definitely make sure to share that. Well, I have kept you both for quite some time today, you have answered a lot of in-depth questions. So uh, a big thank you to both of you for being here today, Sarah and Rob. I'm going to now sign off. So an an unearthly thank you to both Sarah and Rob for joining me on the podcast today. A hellish thank you to you, the listeners for tuning in. And if you are looking for a community of fellow horror creatives where you can elevate your writing, claw your way over to writersofhorror.org We would love to have you in our devilish clan. And don't worry, we've talked about a lot of things today. All of the information you need will be in the show notes. So
1: thanks for tuning in.
2: Well, thanks for having us.
1: And thank you for joining us.